Welcome to episode number 10 of a Fireside Chat with Pie and Pops, your weekly source for in-depth interviews, inside information, and answers to the questions everyone wants to know. As always, today I'm joined by my co-host Pops Moyer, the commissioner of this lovely league. My name is Hudson Quinn. Some people call me Caesar. Uh, today, all the way in the studio here in Hong Kong, Hong Kong, we have the GM of the Baltimore Orioles, Mr. Dom Dunkett. Welcome. Hello, thank you very much for having me on, gentlemen. Tim, how, how are you doing, doing today? Doing good, Pi, how are you? I'm alright. As I mentioned earlier, uh, I have been wearing only robe and slippers all day, uh, because I didn't have to go to work, so I'm feeling good. Mm-hmm. Also, important to mention, uh, the AJ Prello count has gone up. We just got AJ Prelloed by Mr. Dominus Nominus, uh, who has forsaken us to the darkness, so... Uh, put it That's on the board. four weeks in a row. Yeah. That is four weeks in a row we've been prelated. I am not happy about this. So, uh, this is uh, a special uh, three-man edition of Fireside Chat because this was a little late. Uh, we couldn't find a replacement in time. So, we've just got one Dom with us, too, rather than the scheduled two Doms we were supposed <laughs> to have. So, let's get Clearly. right into it. Oh, go ahead. Clearly the inferior Dom decided that he was too scared by my alpha male status and didn't want to come. I get, you know, it must be that. Who knows? You know, when, you, when you're when going to AJ Puello someone, it could be for any reason. Uh, mysteries of life, I guess. So, our first topic here, this is a big one. We're talking about the All-Star game. We've got some, uh, not final, but some uh, current results. Is that correct, Tim? Yeah, this is current, uh, how the vote is currently so anything could change here uh but let's just uh we'll talk about it um so the this is themed as uh, is any of this surprising to you but let's start with catcher uh for the al we have grim Karp from the tampa bay rays and for the nl we have the communist peacock andropov for the giants um i know peacock was campaigning a little a little bit i saw his uh, manifesto let's say um, do you guys think these are deserved, uh, totals here? Uh, do you want to go first, Pops, or do you want me to? Go ahead. Well, I'll give you the floor first each time. All right. Uh, in my big carp seems to be far and away the best catcher in the AL. If you go and take a quick look at his stats, I think I'm relatively sure. Besides Barney Summers, he's leading the AL in uh, catchers in terms of batting average and multiple other categories. Uh, Andropov, I, I, from what I, in my research, from what I looked at, he seems to be, like, there's not a ton of really standout catchers in the NL, but I think Andropov probably looks to be the strongest candidate out of all of them. I'm not surprised that Carp is in the lead, um... Barney Summers has been tailing off just a little bit. And I think the important factor, I mean, voters love the long ball just like the chicks do, you know, and Carp's got two home runs to Summers one. So, you know, that's that's going to help his case there. And then the NL, not so totally surprising. That's a closer race, and I think you're giving it credit for. You've got Gare, having Gare Dockers having a pretty good year. Um who else? Ronnie Voss and the Rockies is having a pretty good year. Max Callow, the Dodgers having a pretty good year, you know. So, again, not totally surprised because it's, you know, close all the way around. But I think the NL catcher might possibly change, whereas the AL catcher is probably set in stone. And how how long is the uh, voting going to be open? Like when are we? Uh, we'll close it sometime on the third day of session nine. Okay, so there's still a little, you know, time. Stats can change a little bit between now and then. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So these, you know, like I said, not final results. Anything could happen. Uh, first base for the AL, we have Dakota Montana Killalina and Forehead Jones on the NL. So from the Astros and the Padres. Uh, I've never heard of this uh, Dakota Kilalina person, but 
Uh, are they good? Someone tell me. Uh, I, like I said in my research, I was looking for some big surprises in terms of the current all-star roster and who's getting the most votes. Uh, I was looking through all the first basemen, and Carolina, uh, Car- I think it's, is it Carolina or Carolina from what I, I have here? We'll never know. Carolina, it's the tri-state first baseman. Okay. So Dakota Montana, Carolina, he, I believe he's leading all uh, first baseman in batting average. Uh, I know he's not leading in home runs because that's his NL counterpart right now, Forehead Jones, who, even though he doesn't have it as, as an amazing batting average as uh, Carolina, he still seems to be tearing it up. He's the Padres' best player. And I think both of these guys, from what you're looking at, uh, probably at the moment, I'd say Forehead Jones. He could. I, I think because he's in a tie for the lead in home runs in the league, I think he absolutely deserves to be there. He's single-handedly doing work. Well, not actually single-handedly, but he's been San Diego's best player, in my opinion. And I think both of these guys are pretty well-deserved candidates from what I've been looking at. If Carolina could possibly be bumped out for a more – possibly discord active person if possible but uh i think both these guys judging from their stats wise uh really good all-star starters yeah i think this is probably the least surprising of all it's like the two biggest landslides in terms of first place and second place in their categories you know i mean it's it's yeah it's not surprising that's probably what it should be all right Excellent. And, you know, I've seen Preller has been doing a little bit of work, uh, a little ground game for his boy, uh, Fullhead Jones. So it's clearly paying off. Um, but again, you know, who knows? Maybe all these guys will just strike out from now until the voting closes. But uh, good. Good for them. Uh, second base, let's move right along. Tampa Bay Devil Rays uh, showing up again. Juan Diego De Logosas. Sorry for not saying that right. And Zachary Benz uh, from the Expos for second base uh, voting. Please talk about it. Uh, I think Juan Diego looks great in terms of second baseman. Um, even though he, uh, he does have shortstop eligibility, but I don't know if uh, Witt has been playing in there or not. But I think Juan Diego has been great on on his own team and league-wide. He, is, he has two home runs, five RBI. Uh, sorry, two home runs, five runs. I, sorry, I read that wrong. Six RBI, only three strikeouts, one walk, and a stolen base. He's got a very, he's got a very good plugging percentage on base percentage. He looks like an all-around. He can hit for power. He can get contact. He can get on base. And I could see maybe a tiny bit of contention from possibly somebody on Toronto even though I'm not entirely sure. Uh, maybe Graham Grahams. Uh, Graham Grahams. Yes, sorry. I thought I said that wrong for a second. He could possibly come in there. He's got a bit of a, bit of a better at batting average, a higher slugging percentage, better on-base percentage, but fewer home runs, same amount of runs, and four fewer RBIs with one fewer strikeout, but two more walks. So I think that's a pretty close matchup there. I think De La Rosas might edge Grams out a little bit due to his power and his uh, run-driving ability, but I think they're both really great players. And if we get on to the second here, uh, the second baseman for Mr. Zachary Benz, I think he, he has very similar stats to De La Rosas, except in terms of home runs, runs, and RBI. He's underwhelming a little bit in terms of run production, even though a lot of players on Montreal are. Well, not necessarily a lot of players, but I, I think the three home runs, two run, uh, sorry, three RBI, two runs, uh, one home run with zero walks, three strikeouts. He looks to be a good, like he can get on base, but he has to do it with his bat instead of trying to get pitched around. Uh, any other second baseman in the NL? I don't particularly see many that could really usurp him in terms of voting. Uh, so I think these these players are both very good candidates, and I think if 
anybody could get ahead of them in the All-Star starters, I would be legitimately surprised. Damn, I guess you've really been doing your research on second baseman. You were on a roll for a minute there. I'm, <laughs> I'm going gonna... to get a I'm gonna disagree with you so much on second base. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, dude! Nikki Falk has basically identical stat lines to Juan Diego De La Rosa. They're both hitting 444, both slugging or on base of 474. Juan Diego's slugging 833. She's slugging 889. Both two home runs. Both six RBIs. And the fact that she's not leading, I think, is a huge case of name recognition. I, I, didn't it. To, I didn't want to toot my own team's horn too much. Dude, like, toot it. To get toot it. I, I, I can't believe you didn't. Nikki she is every bit the player that he is. She's absolutely the player that he is. And I believe one of her home runs was a, maybe not like a walk-off, but a game-winning type home run. Uh, yes, it was, um, I believe in the opening game against Boston it was. And here's some inside information. The other reason it's really, really surprising, and this really saddens me because I'm a huge Nikki Falk fan, she's currently fourth oh, in yikes. voting for oh, AL second baseman. That's not good. Like I was saying, I, I didn't mean, want to she's only five okay. votes off from being in second place, but still. I, I, I don't want to put you on the spot here, but just out of curiosity, how many votes are we looking at for like first place people right now? If, if you can pull the curtain back, if that's okay. She's 17 votes behind uh, JDDLR. Okay, got it. All so right. it's a decent chunk. Sure, sure. The NL second baseman, I don't, that might be the weakest uh, position in all of MLR right now. There's just anybody who has, I think, the leading power person at second base is a whole home run and <laughs> anybody that's hitting 400 doesn't have any home run you know what I mean? it's like it's just yeah. solid solid stat line you know so i don't know that i'm surprised on anybody who gets the vote there because i don't even know who i'm voting for on that one yet oh you haven't voted yet no, I'm waiting till this session's over so I can get the most information possible before I cast my vote. That's a good idea, I guess. I voted day I one, vote for I think. The, I vote for the deserving people, not the name recognition people. Except for maybe you. I might vote for you just because, you know. <laughs> what was it? Someone was slandering me or something? I don't even remember. Probably. I don't. Yeah, but if you haven't right. voted yet, please write me in. I do not qualify for the All-Star game yet. But put my name in that uh, write-in spot. Thank you. Uh, let's move on. Third base. From Toronto, we have Sven Jorgensen, and representing the Los Angeles Dodgers, Valentino Sanchez. Two, uh, two pretty good players, I'm guessing. Valentino's 471. Uh, what is this? 526, 1.35. That's pretty good. He's got four home runs. What what we say? That's like tied for the record or something this season? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, so this guy looks pretty good. Uh, what do you got to say, Dom? Go ahead. Uh, as I was stating earlier in a chat with uh, Matus, I was going to choke back my vomit and give him some praise. <laughs> uh, Sven, Sven Jorgensen has been looking absolutely fantastic for Toronto. Uh, only, one, only one home run. Uh, he does have five runs, seven RBI. He has, he's drawn three walks, which is fantastic. He's hit in uh, nine of, tw of 16 at-bats, which is great. He has a 563 average, 600 on-base percentage, 875 slugging percentage, and, a and he is second on his team in Wobo with more in terms of players with more than more than two play plate appearances. I think he looks really great in terms of AL third baseman. Uh, I can't I can't particularly think of anybody else besides Jorgensen who is having a mighty, mighty fine year that really could trump him in rankings because he's just been playing fantastically for Toronto. And I think that – I believe he was acquired through trade uh, with somebody or maybe it was a free agent signing. Either way, I think that's a great move by Matus bringing him onto the team. And he's a difference maker. Uh, in terms of the NL third baseman – 
Valentino Sanchez, I think he has been easily one of the best players in the league this year. His average isn't up to par with guys like baseball and baseball face. Uh, I think uh, Kyle Corbett has a plus five, uh, over 500 average. And of, of course, Barney Summers is hitting 667 right now, I think. But Jorgensen has been hitting for power. Uh, he has the extra base hits with three doubles. He only has eight hits, which isn't, uh, I mean, that's a lot. But compared to uh, Jorgensen, actually, no, that's, never mind. Sorry, that's a stupid, stupid question. Stupid answer, excuse me. Uh, but he's still hitting very well in terms of getting on base. Has an amazing, oh, like, ridiculous slugging percentage. Uh, team leading uh, Roba, two walks. He has 11 RBI with seven runs, and like we were saying earlier, to be tied for a league lead in home runs. I think Sanchez is far and away the NL third base choice. Pops, what do you got? Um, again, I'm gonna have to disagree with our <laughs> esteemed guests. <laughs> Like, I get that Sven is having a great year, but so is Johnny Hopkins. And yes, even though I traded him, I still can say he's having a great year. So, well, I'm not surprised that Sven is leading. I think Johnny, what's hurting Johnny is his lack of power so far. You know, he doesn't have any home runs and he only has three runs batted in. So, but the batting average is right on par the on base percentage you know the slugging percentage is actually really close cuz he's hit a few doubles so you know there's Sven has competition whereas in the NL you you the only competition that Valentino has is from Henrik Omega on the Nationals and the Nationals are just suffering from not being good right now you know so they're their players kind of get lost in the limelight, but Henrik's hitting 500. He's got a 1.167 OPS with a homer and four RBIs. Again, that's not on Valentino's level, but that just, you know, it shows you how dominant that Valentino has been. So I have no problems with the NL, but the AL third base, I mean, at this point, I think, Johnny Hopkins is a dark horse to make the team as a starter, but he has a pretty decent shot at maybe being the leading vote getter who isn't a starter and thus becoming the DH. Oh yeah, yeah. I like I like where Hopkins is at right now. Uh, like you were saying, he has these really great stats compared to Jorgensen. They are pretty much on par in terms of a lot. I think of he hit a home run this session too, but I mean Toronto's probably hit like eight home runs this session so i wouldn't be surprised <laughs> <laughs> that's another one yeah if you haven't been paying attention they're really doing it that game it's, yeah, it's, it's really happening. the twin players are not happy about this and they're not taking this loss well what's the score right now does anyone have it off the top i think of it's head? like 12 to 6 or 13 to something it's a lot to a not a lot yeah i think people are saying this is tying the record for the most hits or something um well, I think the major contention is having the game of all games in MLR histories, four for four, three homers and a double, and yeah, it's pretty impressive. Wait, who is? Biggie who is? Cedar. Oh, yeah, okay. And so, the, yeah, the score right now is 13 to six, by the way. Yeah, neither pitching staff has been all that good. So anybody who's concerned, tell your pitchers to quit being so damn predictable because six runs is not good either. No. In six innings, six runs is not good. And we can get to this later, but uh, this was uh, Ryan Gasting from Toronto who yeah, just gave up the six Yeah, it's potential, a potential all-star game candidate who just had his stat line messed up right. from but, a pitcher uh, standpoint. Let's move right along to shortstop here. From the Mariners, we have Dergish O'Leary and uh, Pittsburgh's very own Lance Lummox as the uh, top two vote-getters right now. I know we were talking about uh, Mr. Lummox when we were doing our prediction, so uh, at least we've got that one right thus far. Um, I we've think. got several right so far. Have we? I don't know. You know I don't mm -hmm. pay attention, so... Good, good. I'm glad we're uh, doing it. Um, yeah, Dom, you've got it. Hit it. Uh, I really like O'Leary in this. He has a fantastic average, fantastic on-base percentage, great slugging, great robot. Uh, he 
has he's been a really solid not on not driving runners in on the base pass, but he's he's been moving or he's been able to move around the base pass, and I think he's been really great for the Mariners having a lower amount of plate appearances than a lot of his teammates. I really like him as a uh, shortstop, but you could make a dark horse argument possibly. I don't know for sure. You can't really super do it, but if you want to possibly include Bernie Petrel, maybe as a second place in shortstops in AL, I believe he's up to uh, 400, 406 average after this in this current session. He's gotten a couple more runs. He has he had a home big home run last session, even though we did lose that game. He's a, I think he's solid, even if he does finish second or third in voting, even fourth. I could I could I think he deserves to at least get a couple possible votes there. Uh, I do like I do really like uh, this the shortstop choice because O'Leary doesn't have a ton of contention here. Maybe looking here, possibly I honestly besides Lane, uh, possibly Lane Drew, even though he's he's also not having as near a good season as uh, Leary is. There there doesn't seem to be a ton of superpower in uh, term in terms of AL uh, shortstops. Maybe Mike Cal. There's not a ton of players who in the AL who have at, at the shortstop position who have a home run or as many runs as O'Leary does or even up to three RBI. So I think O'Leary really does does deserve this, uh, probably the most deserving AL candidate. There's not a ton of others that you could really look at here. Looking at uh, Boston, not really a ton. The Baltimore, we have one guy who has a, almost less than 100 points in batting average, fewer runs, fewer RBI, same amount of home runs. Doesn't seem to be as good as O'Leary. But I think uh, O'Leary really is a clear-cut choice here. And on the other side, in the NL, Lance Lumox. I know Lance Lumox has been one of the most consistent hitters in both sessions. Ten hits, which is fantastic. Leaves his team four doubles, which is great. One triple, two home runs, six runs, and 11 RBI. Absolutely fantastic. Has a bit of a lower batting average than his teammate, who's also a all-star starter at the moment, Ash Westberg, who's hitting ridiculously. And uh, once again, a lower batting average than O'Leary. But I think Lumox has been really produ- has been producing really great for the Pirates and uh, helping them to a a solid season. Looking through the NL, not once again not a ton in terms of eleven RBI for a shortstop. I don't really see anybody in the NL coming close to competing with Lumox in this category. Okay, great. We've done it. Lance Lumox uh, seems to be pretty popular. Um, and, you know, I think it is good that the players voting do at least a little bit seem to be voting based on stats and not just straight-up name recognition. Um, Tim, Pops, what do you have to say about the shortstop position? Uh not much to add. I mean, uh, <laughs> Dom's covering every single player in the history of MLR <laughs> with each answer. So, um, no, I don't think there's shortstop is one of those where you have a couple people in each league that are having nice leagues or nice seasons. Excuse me, but when you compare them to the leaders on votes, you know, they don't stack up. So Dergish and Lance are, you know, pretty clear cut favorites in my opinion all right great and so we're moving on to outfield now uh, i think we should uh maybe try to speed through this bit so we don't spend the next six hours talking about outfielders because uh, right, i'll try and be quick. a lot excellent thanks <laughs> um so first off is this sorted like is the first one the most votes and then yeah okay great so the first outfield position is uh tampa bay devil ray showing up again with baseball league mcbaseball face that shouldn't really surprise anyone and then the dodgers with their second appearance with mr billy cutgrass 
What a name that is. Well, why don't I just go through all? So in the AL, it's baseball and McBaseball face, Peter Peckershine and Morris Durrett. And the NL, it's Billy Cutgrass, Scotty Smalls, and Ashton Westenberg. Sure. That's fine. I was going to do that. I just forgot. So thank you. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Talk about outfielders. Go. So, so in my time looking through all these outfielders to try and find maybe something I disagree with, Baseball and baseball face, it's hard to really argue against them in terms of AL uh, outfielders. Three home runs, four runs, six RBI. It's been a really, really fantastic hitter for the Rays in their quest to a great 5-2 and two record at the moment. Not entirely sure the current score in their game, but he has been an absolute monster for them. Uh, he's been, he's absolutely deserves to at least be in one of these positions. Uh, the uh, is she there? The next AL outfielder, excuse me, Peter Packershine. I really, I, I hadn't heard of him, and then I went and looked at his stats, and I like where he's at. The only thing I disagree with is the fact he only has nine plate appearances compared to some other outfielders. Yes, at least twelve, because you have to have at least twelve to get on the ballot. <laughs> From what from what I'm looking at, he only has nine. I guess he has up to he had up to three in this past session that happened. Uh, he has been a, somebody messed up his stats because they probably didn't add a plate appearance. No, I think something got messed up. I'll have to look at it. Yeah, well, it's okay. From what I've seen here, he's been a he's been an offensive dynamo for Houston with a great seven RBI. One home run, two runs. He, he's not not getting pushed around as much as he's pushing around his teammates. Uh, really good average, top five in the league. If I'm not mistaken here, I might be, but uh, I think he's been a no. He's not strangely enough, uh, even though others have uh, worse worse average and not as much. Strange, strange, but it's okay. Uh, the only thing. There's not much to disagree with except for maybe his runs, but I think that's more of a product of his team not driving him around less than him not just getting around. Morris D-Rat. I like D-Rat. I also a uh, lesser-known player. I went and looked at him. I like where he's at in terms of he's been, he's been the Tigers' best player, and I really like his stats here. Uh, two home runs, four runs, three RBI. He only – hard to drive in a lot of runs when your team isn't really getting on that much due to the Tigers only being two and five. So uh, evidently they're having a little bit of an issue scoring runs, but I do. I like D-Rat. I think he's, I believe he's leading the league in something here. I think it's slugging possibly. Yes. He's leading the league in slugging ahead of forehead Jones, Valentina Sanchez and Grim Carp as well as baseball and baseball face. They're all having really great seasons in, of their own. Uh, D-Rat is also batting over 500 with a 600 on base percentage. Two walks, only three strikeouts. I really like where he's at. Uh, he's also been a driving force on Detroit, and he's really proven to be one of their best players this, se- this uh, season. Billy, uh, moving on to the NL, Billy Cutgrass from the NL. I'll uh, I'll try and be quick with this to give you a little bit of time so we don't take eight hours doing this. Uh, Cutgrass looks good. Seven RBI. I believe that's on, that's the same amount as McBaseball face. And, uh, is, oh, sorry, no. I think McBaseball face has 11. And uh, Jesus Christ, what am I doing? I should just go check. He does not. He does have the same amount as his baseball face. Whew. Had to have a little angerism in there to get that right. <laughs> I like where he's at. Him and Scotty Smalls have been a great pairing in the outfield for LA, really helping them. Even though they've only been, they only have a three and four record, which is kind of surprising due to how great these two players have been playing, as well as Ted James for them and their shortstop. Uh, I like Cutgrass here. He's lead, he's second on his team in RBI. He's tied for third in runs. Uh, two home runs, which is uh, tied for second. 
pretty solid batting average, uh, almost identical to D-Rats, I believe, if not actually the same. Uh, solid on-base percentage, uh, very good slugging percentage. And I think Cutgrass is pretty deserving here, even though I think his teammate Scotty Smalls should have more votes, uh, possibly due to his nine runs. I do like I, it's possible that Cutgrass is gaining RBI from being behind Scotty Smalls, but I do like Scotty Smalls in terms of his on-base percentage and even his slugging is close, as well as he has a better bit of a better average. As I mentioned, Scotty Smalls, so we can just move on to Ashton Westberg, who is hitting 615 before I go over here. I think I remembered. Hitting 615, he only has one home run, four runs, and a single RBI. I do like him in terms of his average, but I don't think that he's really been that driving force on Pittsburgh as much as Lummox has. And I think they're possibly could be if you go take a look there could be some outfielders in the nl with slightly worse batting averages but better stats uh if we take a look here you could you can make an argument for uh logan nine fingers on st louis cardinals with a 500 average has same amount of runs more rbi uh, more walks, I believe. Uh, another a home run, hitting slightly worse than he is. You could look at. Is there anybody on watch? No, nobody on Washington. Uh, possibly Montreal, where some is hit has two home runs, fewer runs, more RBI, hit, hitting 400. Uh, look, looks like a good player, even though he has fewer uh, play appearances. That's kind of an issue. Kind of had to have those play appearances to get in. But yeah, I think West, uh, Westberg, he looks great. It could be that he's uh, just not experiencing the same amount as of run support ahead of him and guys getting on as as Lummox has. Looks like a really great hitter. Uh, I think he's he's shaping up to be good, and I don't. There possibly isn't many more NL uh, outfielders who deserve it more than Weston, uh, Westenberg just due to the sheer lack of much average of a vast close of a close batting average with vastly better stats. Okay, great. So yeah, uh, the Dodgers really have a solid outfield. We've learned. Uh, baseball, he make baseball face. Uh, he's not doing so hot lately, I don't think, but he's still making the cut. Uh, Tim, any thoughts here? Uh, no. Okay, great. Let's move on to uh, the designated hitter. So, correct me if I'm wrong here, but this is basically like a wild card, like uh, most votes without being in first place in any category. Is that sort of what it is? Correct. Okay, so we have Johnny Hopkins from the Twins and uh, Haywood Jablome from the Rockies. Uh, go ahead. Uh, say that again, Pi, and think about it for a second. Yeah, I got it. Got it. Okay, there you go. I was really confused <laughs> looking at the sheet who I was like, what the hell is that? But nope, I got it. Uh, I think Johnny Hopkins here, fantastic choice, as we were saying earlier. It's very similar numbers to Sven Jorgensen. Uh, I don't really see anybody who, if they don't make a starting position, doesn't deserve to be in the DH position as much as uh, – does deserve to be in the DH position as much as – Hopkins does clearly he should be in the all-star game looks great for the twins except for his power numbers five runs three rbi does have a bit of a strike at issue he's looking really good though and he's very similar to a current all-star game starter at his position so i don't see anything wrong with him being at dh and haywood jablomi from the colorado rockies uh he looks he looks very solid for the rockies he has Seven runs. He's their best run producer. Uh, he's their best run producer, getting in and driving runs in. Solid average. Two home runs. Four walks with zero strikeouts. Uh, he's been absolutely great for the Colorado Rockies. Possibly, there could be a couple more NL selections. Maybe even. I hate to to break Chablomi's bubble, but he struck out three times in the game today. <laughs> oh no. I'm looking at the non. No, I know. With the with the three 
strikeouts, he's still producing very well. His all-star game, Kansas City, is uh, taking a hit. The, the Giants pitching has just absolutely shut him down today. Uh, looking <sighs> through, there doesn't seem to be that many players in the NL at, uh, in terms of not starting in the all-star game, but getting in as a DH. Really rival Jablomi. Uh, looking through all the positions, you could possibly maybe Andrew Sourdough with the, he is obviously different stats right now, but looks pretty solid for the Giants. You could maybe make an argument for him, slightly better batting average, uh, same on RBI. Uh, he looks pretty, looks solid for the Giants. Not a ton more that you could really add. And, uh, you know, again, you don't have to give specifics here, but is it, how close is this DH position? Like, how close are these guys to getting into their positions, and how, you know, what's the difference between them and the next guy? Uh, they're not really close to being starters. Let's see. Um, that's an interesting one sec. Put me on the spot here. <laughs> the people want to know, I think. I think Hopkins has got about a seven-vote lead on the next closest person in terms of not being a, you know, for the DH. Mm -hmm. And Jablomi, Jablomi, he's got... Looking through it now, it looks like he's got a four-vote lead on next best. Okay. So, I mean, that's, they're both close. The DH is up for grabs for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, and now we'll move on to the last category here. Uh, the real star power, the exciting part of the All-Star game, obviously the pitchers. Uh, so each team gets three. Uh, what is it? The managers are voting on this. And the, yeah. the in-game manager for the All-Star game will pick the order. They each get two innings, I think. Uh, so. Correct. We've got uh, Ryan Gasting from the Blue Jays, Tim Bull from the Twins, and Chipper Dipper from the O's uh, for the AL. And for the NL, it's Darth Vader from uh, the Pirates, Dan Jozone from Milwaukee, and St. Louis's own Jameson Poe. Uh, so we definitely talked about a lot of these guys when we were doing our predictions. Uh, anything standing out here to any of you guys? I'll try and make this a little bit quick, but I, I like all, the, all three of the selections in the AL. Uh, both all three of them, <coughs> excuse me, have sub uh, three ERAs and have been performing fantastically for their teams in terms of strikeouts. So we didn't up, but as we mentioned, uh, Ryan Gasting did get lit up this game. Oh so. yeah, sorry, I f I forgot about that. He did give up those six, so he does not have a sub three ERA. And what was it in like four point two or so? So his uh, I don't know. I think he, somebody said he's up to like a three point four or something like that. Okay, yeah. So, but know. I think if we look at the acts of the past in terms of Ryan Gasting, he has been a very, very solid pitcher in the AL and has been great for Toronto, helping them get to a tied for the AL lead in terms of wins for uh, Minnesota here. If we look at. Tim Burr, I'm not entirely sure what's going on in the current game for... Oh, wait, no, I do know what's going on in the current game for Minnesota. They have 13 runs for them. <laughs> I don't so, know uh, if he's pitched, though. I don't think he's pitching right no, now. No, because it was Daniel Collins, and then he just got taken out after four, and now it's Pablo Sanchez. So, yeah, he hasn't pitched Burr has, this game. Burr has been one of the most... Uh, one of the... Probably the best run-preventing pitcher in the league right now. He absolutely deserves to be in an AL spot with a absolutely monstrous 1.13 ERA, monstrous in the good way there, instead of maybe giving up 13 runs for, <laughs> for one of his teammates. Uh, Chipper Dipper for my very own Baltimore Orioles. Uh, great, in my opinion, great pickup for me. He's hitting fantastic right now. If we do end up possibly letting the pitchers hit a tiny bit, he's up there in terms of Ks. I think he leads all three of, all three of the AL pitchers in strikeouts, has a great ERA, even giving up, surrendering three runs to the Blue Jays, I believe three or four to the Blue Jays last game. He's been really great for us. He does give up some zero different home runs, but that's just a quirk that you, uh, you learn to live with. <laughs> he leads our team in innings pitched. Uh, he's pretty solid in terms of runs. Uh, he, I think he's just been a great pitcher for the AL uh, right now. Uh, Darth Vader, 
self-explanatory. He has been in both sessions a absolute animal for the Pirates with a great with a lower ERA than Timber at 1.33. I believe he leads the league. He might lead the league in strikeouts with 27 strikeouts. Only uh, he has 23 hits against him. Only six earned runs in 27 innings. Nothing really more to say there. Vader has been amazing with a 3 0 record. The other pitchers, Dan Jerzone. Uh, Dan, yes, Jerzone. You got Jerzone. him. Yes. Whatever you want, doesn't had matter. To, had to think about that for a second. For, for Milwaukee, it's uh, been an absolute character in the community. It's been really great for the Brewers with a sub 2 ERA. More strikeouts. So obviously, Mr. Uh, Vader is not leading the league in strikeouts because. Dan Jerzone has more strikeouts with 28, only nine earned runs and 29 innings of work. Seven walks, only four home runs given up. Been really great for Milwaukee, uh, helping to turn around their fortunes since he came in with a 3-1 record since he's been added. And Jamison Poe for the Cardinals, looking at him, he has been uh, really, he's been not even the Cardinals' most innings pitch, but he's 3-0. and has a 2.204 ERA, only six strikeouts, but to be fair, he only has 14 innings of work. I don't know if he's pitching in the current game, so he might have been adding more to that. Uh, he looks really great for the Cardinals, even though he has fewer innings than his counterpart, uh, Jim Bob Cooter, on his team. And uh, all three of the selections in the NL and AL are looking to be very good. Pops, any uh, anything on your end there? Yes. Um... Quickly, uh, I think that Sal Shark has a good chance of unseating uh, Gastings for that third spot because Gastings kind of didn't do so hot this session. And honestly, I'm really surprised with the post selection, and I don't think he deserves to be there over Andrew Peters in any way, shape, or form. I was, I was about to say that you could very well I mean, for Andrew Peters right there because he. I really like Poe, and he's got the voice of God and everything, but he's pitched 14 innings, and Peters has pitched double that, I think. Yeah. All, not quite. Almost. Just shy of double that. Very similar ERA. The uh, K's is. More than double, you know. Peters is the much better pitcher, and he should be in over Poe, hundred percent. All right, great. Yeah, and I, you know, I'm not going to get into a lot here. I'll talk about it later. Um, but yeah, I was I mean, a little surprised by the post election as well. Uh, obviously, a good friend of mine as well. But uh, you know, compared to these other two on the NL, he's definitely uh, a bit behind them. Um, so we'll see what happens there. There's one glaring omission on the NL, and we'd be remiss if we didn't mention it. What's that? Yeah, Peter's, Peter's absolutely There need to be more write-in votes for one Pi Hudson Quinn. You know, that's what I was thinking. You know, it's just a little silly. And, you know, I, I know there was one, because I voted for myself. No, I didn't. Did I, I didn't vote, because I'm not a GM, so never mind. But I did hear that I got at least one vote, so who knows? Remember, people... A vote for Pi is a vote for MLR posterity. I, I, you know, it's just a really. How many of the GMs have voted? Like, is there even ones that haven't? Like, less than half. Yeah, it's less than half. Okay, so I've got a shot. I've got a shot. Is what we'll say. Uh, okay, great. Yeah, please vote for me if you're a GM and you haven't voted. And if you have voted, ask uh, Pops if you can change your vote. I don't know what he's gonna say. Um, so let's <laughs> move on. We've, we're gonna just do a little, uh, a little theory crafting here. A little, um, um, let's say. Um, you know, just guessing here. Uh, we need to pick starters for uh, the teams that don't have any representatives yet. Uh, so we had this divvied up, um, but because we got AJ Prelude, someone's going to have to pick up some slack here. Um, so how are we sh how are I'll we going to do that? I'll, I'll take the AJ Prelude categories, I guess. Okay, so uh, let's start with the Diamondbacks. Go ahead, uh, Pops. The Diamondbacks representative, in my opinion, should probably be. Dang, that is such a tough. Let me to be let honest. me offer you one. How about uh, Monster Mash? No, I think it's probably got to be Dom Stakes. Hitting three eighty nine, two homers, four RBI or four runs scored, two RBIs. So. You know, that's I would say Dom Stakes would be my choice for the Diamondbacks. 
Okay. And right now he's playing on the Goldies, I think. What do we got? Yeah, I think it's an. Uh, it might be a she. I'm not sure. Yeah. So the guy back, she don't know. Misgendering. Apologies. Uh, okay, moving on. Uh, what's the next one? Red Sox. Red Sox. Uh, that's you, Dom. Go ahead. Who should? Who from this the Red Sox should be in the thing? Sorry. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I'm just who. Who on the Red Sox should be in the All Star game? You tell me. This this is my the category I took extensive research into. So, in my opinion, uh, I think the Boston selection should absolutely be uh, Voorhees because he, in terms of because I heard mumbles of each team will ideally get a representative. Uh, Voorhees absolutely deserves it with a team best uh, on base percentage with 11 plus plate appearances. He's tied for first in team RBI, tied for first in team hits, second in team average with 11 plate appearances with with 11 plus plate appearances, first in team doubles, third in team slugging with 11 plus plate appearances, first in team wobble with 11 plus plate appearances, and second in team walks. So I think far and away he's been a fantastic player on the Red Sox, even though he did get traded. I do really think that he deserves to be their representative. And how how far ahead of uh, Kyle Corbett is he in this for you? Because Kyle is doing pretty all right as well on that team. I do. I was looking at Kyle. It was between him and Kyle in all honesty. Sure. I like Corbett in terms of this, but compared to Voorhees, he has few. He has. Sorry, I just need to take a quick look at this. He has fewer RBI. He has fewer runs. The worst batting average. He has the uh, same amount of home runs. Uh, to be fair, he has fewer walks, uh, worse on base percentage, uh, worse slugging, and worse woba. So I think even though Kyle has been a very good player, I think he is still second to Voorhees in that in that regard. Got it. Excellent. Uh, next on the list is the Indians. Pops, that's all you. Uh, the Indians, I think it's probably got to be Stig Bond as their leading candidate just because Casey Nine doesn't have the uh, plate appearances to qualify. Sure, okay. And uh, on the Indians, Tommy Foxconn as a pitcher is okay, um, but he barely qualifies to begin with, and it looks like he's a little far behind the uh, other pitchers, so maybe not yeah. him. That's kind of what I was like. Foxconn is just barely qualified as a pitcher, and although the stats are pretty decent, I, I, I'd give it to Stig in this situation. All right. Moving on to the Oakland Athletics. This one's me. Um, so two candidates in my mind. The first one is uh, Sal Shark, Salsa Shark. Uh, first of all, the man is uh, a machine. He must have some sort of cybernetic arm. He's pitched 34 innings. That's all but six. Uh as far as the records go, um, 2.65 ELA, pretty good, um, you know, he carried the team for a while, and now that they're on the upswing, uh, you know, watch out for him. The other, uh, candidate I had in my mind was Kid Nacho, uh, the second baseman, hitting 500, uh, no home runs, singles and doubles, but, uh, if I had to choose, I would choose Solskjaer, probably, just because, uh, as a pitcher, uh, who is terrible, I'm very impressed by someone who's pitched 34 innings with a 2.65 ELA, so, uh, that's mine for the A's, and moving on to the Phillies, uh, also me, obviously first, it should be me, um, but then moving on from that, uh, I would actually give it to a different pitcher on the team, Mr. Owen Ulrich, let's say. Um, 17.33 innings, 208 ELA, so he's not too far behind Poe. Um, nine strikeouts, pretty good. Well, only one home run. Uh, you know, I think he's solid. Um, maybe, you know, obviously a little less star power than someone like Jamison Poe, but definitely a good pitcher on a team that doesn't have really good pitchers. So that would be my uh, suggestion for the Phillies. Can't disagree with either of those selections, personally. Let's go. Uh, oh, sorry. Like good. Okay, uh, moving to the Rangers. Uh, this is you, Dom. Go ahead. You got it. So... I may surprise many people, but I think Joe Trundle deserves to be the Rangers rep, actually. So, even though Summers has been hitting ridiculously, absolutely, it's complete insanity what he's doing right now. I don't think he'd have those seven runs without Trundle batting behind him. 
who is second in team average behind Summers. He's third in team on base percentage, second in team slugging, second in team Woba, first in team RBI. He's he has three home runs, so that's good for that's tied for second in the league, second in team runs, first in team home runs, and he only has two strikeouts and 18 at bats. So I really like Trundle, and I think in all honesty, he's the real MVP on the Rangers here. He absolutely deserves to be represented, be their representative in the All Star game. Damn, that was a really unexpected hot take, and uh, you know that's why people need to listen to the show is for shit like that. Because I thought no, this was going to be the quickest section of the show. No, I agree with that assessment. I think Trundle's actually been low key the better player. Damn, that's the Rangers are just gonna like I don't know they're gonna lie they're gonna like burn shit down somewhere. Whatever. That's okay. Okay, last one here. Pops, you got it. The Nationals. Well, the Nationals is a is a funny one because a lot of people, or at least a lot of the GMs, have been withholding their pitcher vote because they wanted to see what Hudson Hildebrand did. It's coming into this session, a 1.35 ERA with 12 Ks, but only 13.33 innings, so the body of work is not huge so and you know it's a hype matchup against danger's own and milwaukee's roughed him up for four runs so far yikes so i think hildebrandt might be out of the running in the gm vote for the pitchers i think that's i think it's going to go to peters or poe i think hildebrandt's out so if, if hildebrandt's out at that point I don't know how you go with anybody other than uh, Henrik Omega. Right. 10 500, slugging a 1.167. It's got a home room for RBIs. I mean, he only has a couple runs scored, but the Nationals haven't been scoring, which is why they're 2 and 5, you know. So <laughs> if the team hasn't been scoring and they need an all star representative, you go with their best hitter, and that's unquestionably Henrik Omega. Makes sense. I mean,. Larry Wayne has more home runs, but less RBIs and a significantly lower batting average. So, right. Okay. I believe Omega hit that walk-off triple, which would have scored more than one. But since it was a walk-off, you know, he only gets the one RBI because that's how baseball works. Okay. Well, great. That's it. That's uh, that's gonna be it for the uh, All-Star Game player selection coverage for today. Uh, moving on. Uh, to uh, something slightly different, Rick Gymnast has announced Mr. Charlie Scott will be his bench coach for the All-Star Game on the American League. Uh, if you do not recall, uh, Jeff Lucen Steelflex was named as the NL's bench coach. Um, we talked about this. Uh, Mr. Charlie Scott is basically unanimous, who we predicted should be selected. Um, you guys have any opinions on that? And who do you think will be voted in as the third uh, GMs for each league? Uh, well, first of all, I really like the Charlie Scott pick of seeing as Mr. AL Manager of the Year last uh, season. So you're not upset um, it wasn't you? No, I think he's a really <laughs> fantastic first choice. But but here's where, here's where the difference comes in. Uh, I think that the next rep should either be Matus, the Blue Jays GM, once again choking on my vomit as I say this, or myself. <laughs> Because uh, Matus has done fantastic things in Toronto. They went from a losing team last year, sitting at the bottom of the AL with my team, to picking it up at the end of the season, bringing that momentum into this season and carrying up, carrying it to a five and two record, looking to be absolutely looking to be six and two unless they have a monumental collapse against the Twins, uh, who are ironically Scott Charlie Scott's team. I really love what he's doing and the moves that he's made with Toronto. And I think that he absolutely deserves to get some uh, consideration for this position. And secondly, I think myself, I consider myself as a candidate because, listen, I we doubled our win total from last year. <laughs> it might only be two, but it's two times, okay? Uh, I, I think that in my opinion, I've brought a lot of players who have been who really improved the environment of my team and improved the success. If you just look at this this session and look at the team, we're playing the teamwork, and I think that my my own help with their with the team and motivation and just 
co- pure confidence in my players who are my friends. I think as a <laughs> as a bench, uh, I think I'd be really uh, I'd add a really great environment and really help these players in the AL feel feel like they can win this game. Great. Well, I'm glad you uh, had your campaign speech ready to go for the uh, podcast. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, uh, Pops. The the GMs have not yet voted on this. It's No, we'll start that probably tomorrow. All right. Great. So, I don't uh, know. Maybe tonight if I feel like... And do you have any interesting opinions on this, by the way? Um, I think the third bench coach in the AL is going to come down to Wit and Mattis. Um, you don't think uh, Dom's campaign speech just now is going to sway the hearts and minds? No. Sorry, Dom. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> that's going to... I mean, the Devil Rays have been dominating the league for pretty much the entire season, so I think even though they've lost a couple people and just got beat, I think that's going to carry some weight, you know, the recency bias and all, so I think that's going to happen there, and then from the NL, I man, I don't know in the NL, I think I I honestly have no clue where that's going to go in the NL it can go so many different ways because, I mean uh, James Amino has been put, you know, rebuilding the Expos pretty well um, I would have put myself up if I was still GMing, but Moose is too much of an unknown quantity right now for her to garner too many votes. The Brewers got, you know, people seem to like Master Cashier. People guy. like Nick Frizzle. Uh, I don't think the Giants or the Dodgers have a chance because their GMs have both been on hiatus, so it's like... That what makes the heck sense. are they going to do? Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Poff is never around, so Colorado has no chance. Um, but yeah, that one should be Diamond, interesting. The Diamondbacks just aren't that good, so Jam has no chance. <laughs> I mean, Preller is Preller, so the Padres yeah, probably have out. no chance. They're it's out. like the NL West has no chance to be the third <laughs> coach, but every other manager in the NL East has a chance to be the third coach. So it's like, who the hell knows? Well, that should be exciting. We'll see how that goes. Okay, next topic. Uh, everyone's favorite topic. Whom is the hunkiest slash prettiest GM? Pops, take it away. I want to go first this time, too. I'm going to vote. <sighs> Who the heck am I going to vote for? I'm going to vote. I'm going to vote for Mattis because when you're playing a battle for first and you put an ass kicking on the twins, you are a hunky GM. So Mattis gets my vote this week. That makes sense. That's a reasonable answer. Because this is the most important topic on the Fireside Chat. Uh, I think in terms of success and what teams are doing, Mattis once again gets my vote for hunkiest GM. But if we're talking about pure attractiveness if you just look at my profile picture in discord you can, oh god oh my god that is clearly clearly the hunkiest gm i don't know that you're allowed to vote for yourself you are not that is actually against the rules well if i can't if i can't which everyone else should i will give it to mattis yes wow two for two mattis look at that well, I guess I have to pick someone different because there will not be unanimous hunky GM votes on this oh, television wow. show. If, if you had a voted for him, he would have catapulted into sole possession of first place. Are we allowed to vote for interim GMs? You can vote for interim GMs. We've done it in the past. Great. I'm going to vote for uh, Mudflap Wickets then. Uh, because I recall he got a base hit against me when I was pitching and then tried to steal and was thrown the fuck out. Uh, so, that's pretty hunky to try to steal a base against me, idiot. Okay. <laughs> they won that game, so I shouldn't be talking shit. Uh, next question. And this... did, you, did you employ the slide step pie? 
Yeah. Yep. Always. I I've got uh, good techniques on the mound. That's why my EOA is above four. Um, next question. This is the last question. It looks like because we got AJ Prelude. Uh, this is for yep. you, Dom. What? I said yep. Yep. Okay. Uh, so Dom, you are one of the only teams that doesn't have an Echo Eco team, uh, and also you have yeah, like do. a you do. Yeah, we're part. We're with the Charleston Charleston. Oh my god. Oh, you are? Tim, you doomed me. This is news to me, too. Okay, okay, hold on, hold on. I'm just going to retool the question. No, I want to know how he has an Echo team with, like, four players. Have you ever sent anyone onto the Echo team? Yeah, I have, actually. How did you have a full roster after that? How did you feel the team? Well, we have we have an entire active Discord active team and with with extra players actually surprisingly well with the additions of sherby fully loaded and uh mr nicholas romero okay. you, can you can't say you have you have I want to know 13 how position players have, yeah but he has 10 people who have appeared in the games and he has four people who have never appeared in an mlr game those people do not count how are you sending people to neko with 10 people some of those people need to be dropped. Okay, here's you we'll to the question. Are you, are you literally no, going I'm telling into... you, I will tell you, I will tell you who is Discord active and who is actual, who are actual real life. Here's people. what we want to know. Here's what we want to know. You have a bunch of open slots on your roster. Is this on purpose? Or are you just going to go sign a bunch of people? What's going on with the O's? That's what we want to know. I'm, I'm not, I'm not sure actually. The only player who does, who has never talked yeah, well, there's besides the Reddit active players, the only player who's never even submitted a swing in a game for us is Augie nine <laughs> n- nine to one, <laughs> nine and one or whatever. <laughs> but everyone else is either on or and Mike Hunt, that guy too. I they, both of those guys need to not be on my team anymore. But besides that, everyone's either on the Discord or is active and will respond on Reddit. Okay. So. So the the O's are not so like it's not, not as dead. much of a graveyard as we thought. No, I'm I still need to understand how <laughs> before this session, when you have ten position players who have actually played in the MLR, you're sending people to the Echo League. Are you literally going in with no bench and it's like, all right, guys, everybody <laughs> is playing the whole game. Players. No, now you do. You haven't in the past. <laughs> Listen, that's besides the point. Okay. It's, it's about the present. It's not about the past. This guy clearly doesn't know how to GM a team. I need to, I need to talk to Charlie Scott. This sounds like some shenanigans that you're taking credit for an Echo team. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> never contributed to Echo. This session, I might not have anybody in Echo, but that's besides the Because you can't. <laughs> I can't. I, I just don't want to. <laughs> yeah, because you can't. <laughs> I have, I, I can so, send I could. Wait, it I gets even worse. I Timmons, Sam Smith, and Rob Pancakes. It gets even worse. We need to talk about this. This is important. God. Oh, if man. going off of who's on the stats, you have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten position players who have contributed at the MLR level, and you say one of them needs to be dropped. That means you have nine position players, <laughs> and you have an echo team. How is this possible? Haven't contributed is what. Okay, wait, wait. You're joking. That's even worse. Teams have like fifteen man like active rosters going into games, right? Yes. You have sixteen people on your team. Haven't <laughs> <laughs> contributed. Listen, Romero and Fully Loaded have both contributed. They're just their stats haven't been. Okay. Okay. They're, they're, right. they're in this session. It's just a little suspect. I'm not. It's, how is it suspect? You just need to sign some people if you're going to have an Echo team. I, I, Listen, I'm not I, trying to tell you how to do your job, because I can't even do mine. So, you know, whatever works for you. Listen, I could have sent down multiple people, but I just didn't want to. I want to have that, that comfort, knowing I can pinch hit. And so you want, you want the prestige of being associated with the Charleston Charlies, or whatever the heck they're called, I got but you don't actually contribute to it. And I probably might 
be doing it. I don't know. Okay. Great. We've, we got to the bottom of that. That was a really surprising answer. I don't know how you've gotten away with this so far. Um, yeah, shenanigans. Well, you know yeah, what? That's it. No, it's team. we're done. It's over. Stop talking about the Echo teams. We're done with the podcast. Uh, thanks for coming, uh, Dom. Would, do you have any closing words that you would like to say about your time here? Innocent until proven guilty is my only statement. All right. Well, we just gave you a full trial, and it was a unanimous uh, guilty. Yeah, word, I think so. you've been proven guilty, sir. You're, you're going to MLO jail, and it's not a good place. Let I've me tell been you framed. Uh, Tim, episode number 10, double digits. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it is pretty cool, but we're starting to get to 40% prellering, and that needs to change. If you say you're coming on the show, show up. Yeah, and you, know, I'm, I don't want to speak to this too soon, but I think we are just about, not quite, but just about getting to the point where we're going to have to start letting, like, repeat people on. Uh, the pool's a little dry, I feel like. Yeah, I think I have, like, one person who says they want to be on, and I didn't confirm with them for next week, so it's, uh, who knows who's going to be on next week's situation again. Oh, God, you had it written down, and now you've erased it. Okay. Uh, no, I told you I wasn't going to do that, too. I didn't add. No, I told you I wasn't going to add. I subtracted. No, that's fine. You know, I it's, it's good that word. you said something, because I would have been confused. Um, But, yeah, we did it. We made it through the podcast. Let's look at the time here. We are just above an hour, so a little bit longer this time, but nothing wrong with that. Uh, We're above an hour. We only had one guest. Goodness gracious, well, Dom. Well, you know, the guest did 90% of the talking in the first section of the show, so... I did. <laughs> okay. Oh, God, imagine how long this would have taken if we had two guests. We'd still be talking uh, about it. We'd still be on the outfielders for the starters. <laughs> Okay. Well, that's the show, everyone. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, as as Tim just said, we need guests. Um, so please, if you want to be on the show, let us know, and we will have you on the show. But also, only come on the show if you're actually going to show up to be on the show. That's just as important. Um, so thanks for listening. Uh, invite anyone that you know. Uh, ask questions for our guests, all that stuff. Uh, until next time, may your swings or pitches bring about results that will be talked about for years to come. Hail Pie.